Welcome to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life Podcast. I am your host, Megan Farrell Gordon. And today on the podcast, we have a super fun episode for you, especially for those of you who really love to learn new wellness tips, beauty rituals, and tips, but also just hear about somebody's incredible story of resilience and strength. Because this week on the podcast, I am joined by Christina Flack. Christina is a celebrity makeup and hairstylist and the creator and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. Her work is inspired by her love of beauty, fashion, music, and art, and she channels these passions into her goal of making her clients look and feel beautiful on the inside and out. Christina was married to professional tennis player Ken Flack up until his death after a bout of sepsis in 2018. Since then, Christina has been dedicated to raising public awareness of the dangers of sepsis and has partnered with Sepsis Alliance to produce awareness campaigns highlighting Ken's story. On this episode, we talk about sepsis, what it is, and the signs to look for, tips for moving through grief after the death of her husband and son, We also discuss using beauty rituals to increase confidence and help you to look good and feel good, how to have glowing, clear skin from the inside out, her daily beauty, health, and wellness routines, and so much more. Christina has graciously given Balance Your Life podcast listeners 25% off on Pretty Girl Makeup when you use code PRETTYGIRL, all one word, at checkout. You guys are going to love this episode. I was able to see Christina through our conversation and she has incredible hair and skin. So she knows her stuff when it comes to makeup, beauty, all the things. You're also just going to love how resilient and strong she is after she dealt with the death of her husband and her son. On this episode, we really get into the beauty and wellness side of things, but we know health and wellness is more than just getting exercise or eating the right food. It goes so much deeper than that. I've been lucky enough to have experts on this podcast and learn different things on a variety of wellness topics, and the one thing that I have learned is how toxic our skincare can be. It can have hormone disruptors, it can be carcinogenic, the list goes on and on and we are placing it right on our skins it is absorbed into our bodies so i've personally been on a mission to get rid of any skincare that is toxic and replace it with all clean skincare you guys know this i love beauty i love skincare and i've been really excited to see the transparency of a lot of great brands out there including the one that i'm currently using in I am obsessed with, which is the Three Ships Beauty line. My current obsession is the Dew Drops, which is one of their best-selling serums containing mushroom hyaluronic acid and vitamin C serum. You guys have likely seen this all over my Instagram stories. It leaves my skin feeling plump, dewy, and bright. 
Right now, you can save money and support the show by using code BALANCEDBYMEGAN20, all one word, at checkout. They also have a skincare quiz online so you can find the best products for your skin type, but I highly recommend checking out the Dew Drops. It's good for all skin types. It's my favorite and you can save 20% off of your order by using code BALANCEDBYMEGAN20 at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Feeling good means that we look good and we love to learn anything about beauty, anything about skincare, and red light therapy is an incredible way for you to uplevel your beauty and wellness routine. I recently had the opportunity to interview the co-founders of Kala Red Light and I learned so much about red light therapy. You've been hearing a lot about it online lately. So I highly suggest going to check out that podcast episode where the founders really break down the benefits of red light therapy. It helps with improving cognitive function, skin health, which we love, better sleep, which means beauty sleep, combating anxiety and depression, reducing inflammation, increasing your libido, boosting energy, and stimulating hair growth. Right now, Red Light Therapy is giving Balance Your Life podcast listeners 10% off site-wide when you use code BALANCEDBYMEGAN, M-E-G-H-A-N, at checkout. Listen to the podcast episode I did with the founders, go and check out their reviews online, and get 10% off site-wide any of their products online when you use code BALANCEDBYMEGAN at checkout. If you are ready to dive into today's podcast episode, please welcome Christina Flack to the Balance Your Life podcast. Welcome to the show, Christina. Welcome to the show, Christina. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm so looking forward to this podcast interview. How are you today? I am doing great. I love it. For our listeners, can you give a little bio of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining me from today? I am in the world of Marin County, which is on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge near San Francisco in California. I am a celebrity makeup artist. I am the founder and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. I am the mother of five. I am the widow of Ken Flack, who was a professional tennis player. Uh, He passed away from sepsis four years ago. So now I am a sepsis awareness advocate. And evidently, I've become a grief expert along the way. So that is what I do. You're doing all the things. I would love to kind of back right up to the very start and just ask you, how did you get involved in the world of being a celebrity makeup artist? How did this unfold for you? Well, I, it started, um, I didn't even know that being a makeup artist was a job when I was young. I just knew that it was fun to do. I, my mom had stage four brain cancer when I was young. And so when I was about 12, uh, she was going out on a date with my father and I wanted to make her look like she used to look. She was very, very beautiful. And so I grabbed all her makeup, which wasn't a lot. And I didn't even know what I was really doing, but miraculously I made her look almost like her old self, but more importantly, it made her feel 
so good. Like it just changed her whole demeanor. She was in such a much happier mood. She felt confident. And so that always kind of stuck with me. I loved that feeling. And I still love that feeling of making people look like the best versions of themselves by just, you know, putting a little makeup on them. And um, also part of my job is to make people feel good you know, chat with them if they want to chat or if they want quiet. It's just, you kind of are a therapist in a way. So it's uh, little by little, I started working with different photographers. I did weddings, um, work with different fashion houses. And then I uh, got a book, my portfolio together and I submitted it to some agents and I got signed by Ford in New York. They were my first agents. And then um, it just went from there. And then I got some, some celebrities and it was, it's, it's such a great job. I love it. I'm somewhere different all the time. I work with amazing people and different teams. And, you know, I'm the fact that I've worked with Gucci and Louis Vuitton and Tyler Florence, Hillary Swank, Isaiah Washington. I, it's really a dream come true. I was looking at the list of people that you've done celebrity makeup on. And I was like, Oh my God, I have a selfish question. Oh yes. Ask away. I imagine for me, I'm super easily starstruck. Like if you've been in a commercial, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like you're famous. And <laughs> I get so excited. Like, how is it to work on a celebrity? Are you a little bit dying each time? Like, just like, oh my God. Or is it like, it's no big deal anymore. I, I die, but I don't <laughs> let them know I'm dying. Okay. I did. Um, I just did in March. I did a uh, of Rita Moreno for People Magazine. And that, I was outwardly dying there. That one was huge. She's amazing. She's up for, she's, you know, won every award. She's 90. She's beautiful. Um, so that was fun. I finished a, six weeks doing a TV show with Tyler Florence for the Food Network called The Great Food Check Race. It's the 15th season. He's been my client for over 15 years, but this was really the first time that I was able to go out on the road with him because I've had kids and had a husband, I couldn't really leave. So it was really fun. And we're, he and I are like brother, sister, we get along great. And it's so much fun. I love that so much. I want to take a little bit of a plot twist. I find that sometimes in the quote unquote, like the wellness world, Mm -hmm. the idea of makeup or skincare or wanting to look good can kind of seem like it's such a like it's vanity, it's vain, like, you know, you should be all natural. And, you know, if you're, if you want to look good, it's like this egotistical thing. And I, for me, I don't find that's the case at all. And I would love to know what your perspective is on that, because I do feel like not everyone, I'm not going to classify everyone here, but as females, like it's, I like looking good. I love throwing on a little bit of makeup. I love having, you know, good skin. I love working out and all that stuff. And I don't find it to be like a vanity thing, but it can kind of get this kind of warped image in the wellness world. Well, I disagree. (laughs) I think if some makeup is going to make you feel more confident and look like the best version of yourself, why is that a bad thing? I think it's preposterous. We are all visual beings. And I think, for example, I had uh, a couple months ago, I did a pro bono makeup lesson for this teenager and she had had hardships in her life, but I was really happy to do it. She came over, we worked on, you know, showing her different makeup 
tricks and choosing the right colors and foundation and everything. And after that time, you know, we had conversation about not letting anything stop you in life, like always follow your dreams and just things like that. And so after she and her mom, after that, two weeks later, I get a note from her saying how much it meant to her that the, the time that we spent together, but she felt so much more confident that she had applied to a study abroad program and she got it. And she said, I would never have gone for that if I hadn't felt so good about myself from the time that I spent with you. And so I thought, that's how great is that? Because that honestly, her doing that is going to change her life. She's going to have such different experiences going to Europe, trying for things. And she, I, you know, I also told her, I said, look, it's important when we do think nice things for others. It's not like I expect her to do anything for me, but I do expect her to do something for someone else one day. And I think that's how things trickle down in the world, making a difference is helping other people without expectation, but just in the hopes that they will do something to help someone else along the way. And it, it brings me so much joy. In fact, I think after Ken passing, it was so difficult and when the Sepsis Alliance had contacted me and asked if I'd be willing to raise awareness for sepsis, um, I thought that would be a great idea. It would help with my grieving process, but also hopefully help other people not go through, a gr- you know, not losing their loved one. So I've been doing that. I also started an educational fund at the Northern Light School for my son, Bo, who passed away on Christmas Day. So this coming year, it'll be 16 years and a garden, an outdoor classroom at the Edna McGuire School in Mill Valley, California, named after him. Nutrition and education are incredibly important to me. And I feel that if we can get kids to start growing vegetables and eating carrots and tomatoes and lettuce at a young age, they're going to have better dietary habits moving forward. And with the educational funds, Ben, Bo's twin, Ben, is almost 16 now. And for the past five, six years, he has been playing in the celebrity golf tournament to raise money for the school. And so this past October, he raised $36,000, which I'm so proud of him, but he's raised over $100,000 since he started. And this past year, so three kids are going to be able to go to private school for a year because of him playing golf that one day. So I, I think it's important for kids also to learn from a young age to give back when you're incredibly blessed. Being married to Ken, obviously we got special treatment, a lot of different places we went. And I don't feel like it's okay to just receive special treatment without using his name to do something to help other people. So that is why I do what I do. No, I love it so much. I would love to talk a little bit more about sepsis. For anyone who's, you know, for myself included, I had to Google what it was when I first was in talking to you via email. Can you give a little like overview of what it is? You know, maybe you can dive in a little bit into your husband's story, how he got it and what that process like was for you for processing and going through all of this grief. Okay. So sepsis is an infection of the blood that attacks all your vital organs. So it can start from a cold. My husband got bronchitis, which turned into pneumonia, which because his doctors didn't see him and misdiagnosed him, his body went septic. And what happens is all your vital organs start shutting down. Sepsis is incredibly aggressive, ugly disease. 
my husband was a big, strong man. Um, we called the doctor on a Wednesday. They didn't, they chose not to see him. They gave him the wrong medicine. The next morning he was spitting up blood. I rushed him to the emergency and he was on life support 16 hours after the first phone call. And on Thursday, so by Monday, his arms and legs had started turning black. I asked the doctors when that would go away. And they said, well, if he survives, which they doubted he would, they would have to amputate his arms and legs. And I would never have done that to him ever. And so we had to sadly take him off life support on Monday. So imagine Thursday to Monday, that's how fast it went. So there, if you go to sepsis.org, the website and scroll down a bit, there's a little diagram that says time and what time is T is for temperature. You can be incredibly hot or incredibly cold. I is for infection in some place in your body, whether it be bronchitis or pneumonia or a cut or an infection in your mouth, it's somewhere. And it starts shutting down the organs. M is for mental decline. It starts, it's kind of hard to rouse them. They're just not all in their right mind. And E is for excruciating pain. You feel like you're dying. You're in so much pain because basically are. So if anyone has any of these signs, get to an emergency, get a blood test. Sepsis is a tad confusing because you can be hot or cold. You know, it's sometimes people don't think that you are septic, but you are. And you just, honestly, I got a phone call yesterday from a woman. She saw me on a TV interview on Fox. I, after Ken passed, I just won a malpractice lawsuit against Kaiser Permanente, our medical providers. And they did a, an interview with me. And this woman was with Kaiser and she said her daughter was pregnant with twins. She had gone repeatedly. They keep sending her home. Then today, yesterday, they had sent her out back to the hospital, there's no heartbeat in one of the babies and they sent her home with a dead baby in her. Like, it's crazy. And, you know, she felt compelled to call me, which is great. I wish I could have done something to save her, but you have to, if you don't feel, I can't say this, urge this enough. If you don't feel what you're hearing is right from the doctor, or you just feel like something's not right, go get another opinion, go somewhere else because you can't wait. These, some of these things like sepsis, it, there's not a tomorrow. There, sepsis isn't one of those things like, oh, I'll go to the doctor if I feel yucky tomorrow. Tomorrow's too late, you'll die. So if you don't feel like what you're hearing is accurate, go get another opinion. I could do a whole podcast interview or episode or multiple of them, I feel on the healthcare system. And I know you're in the States, I'm in Canada. And one thing I have so many friends who are in the United States, they're like, yeah, but you guys have free healthcare, free healthcare, free healthcare. And I'm like, it is fantastic. Obviously, you know, some people can run into huge amounts of debt and I don't take that for granted, but at the same token, I mean, I think they said on average, people spend about seven minutes with their medical doctor. Like there's no way a medical doctor can figure out exactly what's going on with you in seven minutes. It's almost like a band-aid approach. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, I have a headache. It's like, okay, we'll take, take Tylenol. I literally listened to a podcast episode the other day that said like, Tylenol is one of the number one leading causes of death in the world, because people will often take Tylenol and, you know, even have a beer or some form of alcohol and Tylenol 
will shut down the liver. And what is the liver trying to do when you're drinking? Like, it's just mind blowing. It's mind boggling. I know, believe me, it's infuriating. And after um, I won this lawsuit and it was so publicly made, uh, I cannot tell you how many emails and phone calls and DMs I got on social media from people telling me their stories that are horrific. In California, there's a a cap on malpractice for $250,000. And so unless there is economic loss, which there was with my husband. So if there's not, no lawyer is going to try and fight a Kaiser because my legal fees were over $800,000, right? And so if it's $250,000, the lawyer can't make any money and the the person that's suing can't. So, so many of these cases don't go to court, even though they should, because that law really protects these awful companies like Kaiser that factor in loss of life and paying people out of, of lawsuits. They factor it in. It's, it's, and they reward their doctors for not seeing their patients. It's, it's disgusting. It really, really is. It's infuriating. So along with, you know, losing your husband and experiencing that and then having to go through this lawsuit, which, you know, they take forever as it is. Four years. Yeah. Four years. I I never thought it was going to take that long. Well, and it's like you're reliving it every single day. Like they're putting you through the ringer and it, you know, and you're just trying to get answers or have somebody be held accountable. Totally. What was the process like? Like, what sort of things did you do in order to process your grief? And it can be, you know, super tangible s- steps. Like I did three years in, I started meditating every day and it helped clear my mind. Or it can be like, you know, I spent the first year crying and at least feeling my feelings. But if anyone's going through this and doesn't know what sort of steps to take, or they feel so consumed by grief, they're not sure how they can move on. What sort of things worked for you that somebody can start to implement into their life in order to potentially move through this grief? Well, I think at the beginning stages of grief, you're in so much shock. You just, I remember I kept saying to myself and to anyone that would listen, I just want to feel normal. I want to feel normal. Well, my old normal didn't exist anymore. It was gone. He was gone. He was my normal. So you have to create a new normal. But before you can do create your new normal, you've got to get yourself stable. So the beginning stages of grief, I needed to make, and I was a little bit more prepared after Ken died, after going through this with my son. So I knew I couldn't get too hungry. I wouldn't get, I couldn't get too tired. I I had to exercise. I had to meditate. I had to pray. If I kind of kept all those things in check, everything else didn't seem so bad. If I got too tired or I didn't eat, everything just seemed so much worse than it was. It was just like, I can't handle it. It was just so hard. So if you can, I'm a very disciplined person normally, but I stepped it up a notch. I started exercising morning and afternoon and it wasn't, don't think I'm going to the gym and like doing these killer things. It was like, go to yoga, go to Pilates, go on a hike, ride my horse, you know, swim. I just did something, go on a walk. It really helped to go outside, get some fresh air, kind of grounds you to the world. Um, And I needed to make sure that I ate something because it's super important. I drink green juice every day. I made sure I had water. I did meditation apps. I did the Calm app, the Breathe app, 
Um, I did gratitude practices every day and I continue to do that. Um, it really does help keep me on the straight and narrow. I, you know, exercising is super important. So I, I really just try to have a balanced life. And sometimes if I'm feeling overwhelmed and tired, I need to go lay down for like 10 minutes and just kind of take a breath. And so also this was another one. One of my girlfriends had said to me, you need to start being kinder to yourself. You beat the crap out of yourself. You would never speak to anyone or treat anyone the way you are doing to yourself. So that's one thing I really have learned in the last four years is to be a little gentler and kinder on myself and not think about all the things that I didn't do during the day and focus on what I did do. And my daughter had said to me after Ken passed, I was in my office and I was just fit to be tied. I I was, I don't even know what I was, but I was a mess. And she said, mommy, you have to be grateful for the time you had with Ken. You just have to, you can't hate the world and hate everything because you had someone that loved and adored you. And after Bo died, Ken made you smile and laugh again. He made all of us laugh and smile. And so I could cry. And so I focus on that. It's your daughter sounds like an incredible little girl. My children, being. Well, she's not a little girl. She's 28 now. Okay. But well, it's even a, a beautiful human being. It's, she, all my kids are like that. They are just such evil. I don't know how they got this way, but they're all extraordinary and thoughtful and kind and compassionate. And I, I'm so proud of them. And that was the other thing. If I'm a disaster and I'm off the deep end, and if I was drinking or doing drugs or just unable to function, it affects my kids. And so it was super important. I knew this time when Ken passed after my son had passed, I, I didn't have that luxury of just checking out because these kids, it was a lot for them to lose their brother, go through a divorce, and then Ken dying within, you know, 10 years. It was just too much. And so I, that was part of my motivation for keeping my life together. And it, it, you don't realize how strong you are until you are forced to be strong. There's this Whitney Houston song that I I've played like a thousand times, but it's like, I didn't know my own strength. And I swear to you, I did not. And now I am not afraid of anything. I kicked Kaiser's ass and I am so proud of that. My lawyer was amazing. And all these interviews that I've done time and time again, raising awareness for sepsis, you know, talking to people about grieving, I do make a difference in the world. And I am, I don't know if I would have, I probably, I wouldn't have done that because I wouldn't have had to do it before if I didn't have these experiences. And I was on a show once and they were talking about post-traumatic shock that you go through when something like this happens. But this woman was a therapist and she said, you know, what's interesting about you, you have gone through post-traumatic growth. And I thought, wow, that's such a cool thing to hear. And it's, it's true, but it's taken me four years to be able to say that I couldn't have said that after year one or two, I don't think. Well, I'm so happy you brought that up because it's something that I was going to ask you was how do you feel you processing your grief affected your children. And I don't have any kids at the moment, but you know, it's something that I remember very vividly, like my mom going through breast cancer not too long ago and her strength 
and courage during that time in her life when it was kind of like, this is not a great diagnosis. Uh, you know, my grandfather passing away very suddenly. I recently just lost an aunt and we found out on a Monday, two weeks later, she died. And it's been for me, like, yes, watching everybody kind of process these things on their own, but very vividly remember my mom being super strong during her whole, uh, the breast cancer journey. And, you know, my aunt passing away, it was the last living relative that my dad had. He processed it and he, you know, it's one step in front of the other, but it really, it really affected me to see like how they were dealing with things. And I'm 31 years old. It's not like I'm, I can imagine a super young kid watching their parents go through this being like, okay, like I need to see what, how mom's reacting to this. What is mom doing to kind of get back to a state of being happy and, you know, living her life. Yeah. I mean, my youngest, so Ken and I got married and Ben was two. So that little boy had already lost his twin and his daddy and Ken was his daddy and they were like best friends. They did everything. And he has an amazing father as well, but one was dad and one was daddy. And for my little boy at 11 years old to lose his daddy in front of his eyes in like four days was crazy. And even now he doesn't talk about Ken much and it's, it it makes me sad. And I tell him, you know, daddy's watching over you always, and he's always with us. And, but it's, it's hard for him. And I can only imagine that. And it's a very hard thing. So all my kids have were, had special relationships with Ken and I know it's hard on all of them and it's hard for Ken's children. You know, he had four kids and they loved, loved, loved him. And he adored them, his kids. He was an amazing father and it is hard, but you know, it's interesting. I read something once that said, you know, someone was like having a conversation with God, like, how could you do this to me? And God said, you know, how about you think about, I'm obliterating it, but the gist of it was, how about you be grateful that you were given this person at all? Just because I gave you this person to love and for them to love you and you to love them doesn't mean you get them for a hundred years. You got them for a time and that's all you got. And we do have to be grateful because if we aren't grateful, we just become bitter and salty and, and miserable. And that's not how it should be. I, I remember I was on a hike one day on one of my walks and I could hear Ken talking to me in my head saying how hard it was for him to look down on me so sad and that he couldn't comfort me in the same way. And I thought about that, like, oh my God, how awful would that be for me to look down on him and not be able to comfort him or my kids? And so when I thought of it from that perspective, it kind of taught me something that being miserable and angry and sad all the time is not honoring my husband. It's not bringing him back. It's not honoring him. And it's almost disrespecting him because he's looking down on me, making sure I'm okay. And I'm a mess. So I thought of it from that perspective. And and, and believe me, I'm sounding so big and brave and tough today, but there's plenty of days that I'm sad and I cry and I'm lonely and I'm sad. And I just know that it's a moment 
maybe a few more than a moment, maybe it's a few hours or a day. Did I eat? Did I work out? What am I grateful for? You know, what am I thankful for, for that I have in my life? And so sometimes I need to learn to slow down and go to a movie, read my book, go visit some friends. So I've learned to, I work with a healer. Actually, she's in Calgary. And my mother is Canadian, by the way. And she teaches me that you can't give a bag of oranges unless you have a bag of oranges to give. So self-care is not selfish. It's actually, and I've learned this, I am a much better mother, partner, friend. I'm a better everything that I take time. I went to Pilates today. I made sure I had my green juice, took my supplements, that I got enough rest. I am a better person. I am more able to give because I have taken care of myself. You should never be ashamed of taking time to exercise, having some fun and joy in your life. And it's important because if we don't, and that's the other thing, if my kids don't see me having a balanced, healthy life, how are they going to have a balanced, healthy life, right? So it's super important that they see, it's important that my kids see that I give back and that I do all these different things because I want them to do that. And that's how it trickles down into making the world a better place. I love that so much. It's, I always say like, you can't, you can't fill someone else's cup from your empty cup. It's like, you have to have the same thing. Exactly. I would love to know, you know, being a sepsis health advocate, I can imagine maybe even before this, you were in a healthier state. Like you've always been into health. I'm not sure, but this for me, I would imagine kind of really amplifying the importance of health is wealth. And yes, I know there's not a lot we can do about diseases or cancers kind of springing up on us. But I'm curious, what does your health and self-care tools look like? You said you take like a green juice, like what's in your green juice? Is this daily? What sort of supplements are you taking? Like how important is it for you to take care of your health? And what sort of health advice, I guess, would you give to somebody for an overall healthy lifestyle and for their well-being. So I think probably because my mom was sick from when I was so young, I was eight when she was diagnosed. Health has always been super important to me all my life. Um, I have always, I have two girlfriends that are uh, celebrity chefs that are like raw chefs. So I've been exposed to very amazing, healthy eating. I do a green juice every day. When I'm on the road, when I was on the road with Tyler, I was doing probably two to four a day. Um, And even when I was on the road, I would make sure that I worked out in the gym or went to a yoga class or went to Pilates every day. I do nothing different when I'm on the road than when I'm home. And I think that's what keeps me at a consistent weight and healthy and in a good mind frame. What's in my green juice? Well, my green juice is pretty hardcore. So it's uh, grapefruit juice, fresh organic grapefruit juice, power greens, kale, spinach, fresh ginger, blueberries, some pineapple. Sometimes I'll throw mint in and I just blend it up. If I'm making it for my kids, I will put in, I will, it's much tastier. They would die if they wouldn't, they wouldn't drink it. Um, but I started my friend, Roxanne Klein. She's an amazing chef. She taught me to start giving kids a green juice before dinner. Like before you give them the mac and cheese or whatever, 
I would make a a green juice out of orange juice, banana, apple, and spinach. Spinach doesn't taste like anything. So all they're really tasting is orange and banana. And I would put it in a wine glass and I would give them a straw and I go, here you go. When you finish that, then you get that. So that's how I would, I would do that. And it's, if you just get kids to start drinking green juice from a young age, one year or two years old, they're going to always drink it. They're not going to know any different. What else do I do? I drink a lot of water. I take supple, I take chloroxygen, omega oils, garlic, C, D, zinc. Um, I take, um, what else do I take? Oh, evening primrose oil, spirulina. I take a lot of supplements. Oh, probiotic, super important. I take uh, collagen peptides. We don't, as we age, it doesn't matter what age, we all need collagen. And that's why we get achy and painy and our skin and hair don't look good. So I do that every day. I put two scoops in my tea. So I love, I, do you have any, because if for anyone who's just listening to the audio version of this, they can't see you, but your hair and your skin look amazing. Do you have any brands that you're like, I I imagine it can kind of change, but are there any go-to brands that you're like for my collagen? I take this for my probiotic. I take this and I take like my green juice right now is so similar to what you were just saying. It's swamp swamp juice. (laughs) It, it looks, when you look at it, I'm like, Ooh, this does not look it's scary looking. Feeling. No one's going to want to steal that. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just, for me, I'm like, it's the easiest way to get everything. It is. I blend it up I in agree. this huge smoothie and like my husband now I'm just like, here you go. And he doesn't even question it. He's just like, oh, that's the best. Down. he's trained. I love that. <laughs> yeah. He's been, he's been good. I used to, my mom used to watch like like do a daycare and say the two year old to come over. I'm like, here, here's some green juice. And it never phased her. She wasn't like, oh, he knows is- no different. They it's don't. When they get older, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I take a probiotic that I keep in the refrigerator, which I think is the best because it's more active. So I make sure I do that. And then the collagen peptides, I don't know. It's the one Jennifer Aniston uses. It's in a blue and white thing and I get it on Amazon. I don't the know. Vital proteins. Vital protein. Yeah, yeah, I do that. So that's the one I do. I like to feel good. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I try not to eat a lot of meat. You know, I eat, but I treat myself. The other day I wanted to slice a pizza. So I had one. Then I had a big, I, last night for dinner, I had a huge trop of, of salad. It was just cucumber, avocado and greens and fresh dill. I just, I like to feel good. And I think it's super. And that's what I talk about with beauty with my clients. It's not, it's beauty from the inside out right? So it is important. I can tell in half a second if someone smokes, drinks, or doesn't take care of their skin. I can tell. They don't use sunscreen. You can, the more I look good, thank you very much, but I I look good, but I hired myself, so it doesn't really count. But it is important. My skin looks good at my age. I'm over 50. And because I eat well and I get, and sleep is, oh my gosh, people I don't know. I think Canadians are probably the same, but Americans pride themselves on not sleeping enough. It is ludicrous to me. Our bodies need rest. Oh, they rejuvenate. And, and it's not a, that, that term, uh, beauty sleep is not, it's real. You really do look and feel better. And I think you're going to age better if you do sleep more. It's important. Don't put the phone in your room while you sleep. Keep it in another room. You need to have that downtime away from the phone. I hate the phone. 
I just, it's the demise of the world, the damn phones, especially with these kids. I do turn on a calm app when I go to sleep. It really helps calm me down. I have a hard time sleeping. So I take some magnesium drops in water before I go to sleep and then evening primrose oil and then a couple other supplements to help me sleep. But I think, and being happy, being happy, being loved, feeling loved, it, it shows on your face. And I, I try to get my, all my clients, Tyler, all of them, I try to get them on the green juice chain and all of them do, do it. Water with vinegar first thing in the morning, really good for you. It's one of those things that like for me, and I'm sure you can relate to this. I look at somebody and it's like, they have all like they have, they're caked in makeup, but they have acne everywhere. Ugh. And you're like, Ugh. that makes me crazy. It drives me insane. Cause I'm in the same way. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup or, you know, having a skincare routine that like my skincare routine, I live for the skincare routine, but it's like you were saying, it's beauty from the inside out. And you can put on all the makeup in the world. And if you're not sleeping, if you're eating really crappy, like it just, it shows up either in your skin or your weight or in some capacity. I think it's amazing when I see people with bad skin and trust me, I see a lot of it. I, I am baffled that they are not looking at their diet, looking at their life, what they're doing to cause it. It is not your, your skin is trying to get your attention. It's kind of like when you get a headache, my kids are so sick and tired of hearing me say this. Cause I'll, I, I always, they'll tell me, Oh, I don't feel good. I have a headache. I'm like, Oh, you're dehydrated. I, I, the, the, the demise of everything that's wrong in the world is because of dehydration, according to me. So, but that's the thing. Your body is such an amazing vessel that it gives you signs if you get a headache, you probably are dehydrated or your lips are chapped. It keeps giving you little, it keeps tapping you, tapping you, and then bangs you on the head. When you start getting acne all over your face or your back and you're not doing anything, your, your, your body's like, okay, how dumb are you? Hello, pay me attention. This acne is not normal. It shouldn't be there. And covering up with makeup is insane. It's insane. So if someone's in front of you right now and, you know, everybody has different intolerances. So I, I know this can't be super specific, but if someone's like, I have really bad skin, what do you suggest I do as far as, you know, glow, like getting my skin out skin under control and starting to like, just feel good in my body. Okay. So I had a model one time come on set for uh, Mark and Graham. It's like a William Sonoma. It's a monogram company. And her skin was a disaster. I'm like, what the actual F did you do to your skin? Like, whoa, Um, I can only fix so much, but celery juice is amazing for clearing up skin, garlic, you know, chopping up fresh garlic tablets is good. Water with vinegar. First thing in the morning, are you drinking enough water? Are you, are are you taking, you know, are you drinking diet Cokes? Are you eating a lot of sugar? Is there too much oil? Is there stress in your life? If there's stress, start doing a meditation app. Are you exercising? Are you rinsing your face off after you exercise? My boys do this. My sons are competitive golfers. They'll be out there playing 18 holes, sweaty and gross. And I'm like, go rinse your face off with water. Wash your hands with soap, rinse your face because they would get acne and it drives me nuts. 
if something's preventable, for God's sakes, prevent it. But I, I would start with first thing in the morning, the water and the vinegar, a probiotic, celery juice. I realize that people are going to go, oh, it's so expensive or hard. If you have a Vitamix or a blender, throw in coconut water or water or grapefruit juice, power greens, throw in some celery and ginger and don't strain it, just drink it all. And, and that I, I can guarantee that your skin will improve and you will lose weight. You need to drink, you know, eight to 10 glasses of water a day. I try every time I get in the car, I bring a water bottle every time. So I can do nothing while I'm driving except drink that water. Like I, I, I kind of have a thing, like I get in the car, I'm driving somewhere. The water has to be gone by the time I get out. And then I fill it up on the way home. So it's just easier that way to keep it going. I put in Trader Joe's. Do you have a Trader Joe's up there? No, we don't. We don't have any of the good okay. like grocery stores you guys have. <laughs> okay. Well, there's, I don't know if you can get it online somewhere, but there's this ginger powder and I get it at Trader Joe's. It's these packets of like dehydrated ginger. It's kind of spicy, but I put it in water with um, citric acid, like little granules, like little salt granules. And then I drink that. And so it's great for digestion. It's important if you have good gut health, typically you will have good skin, typically. Coconut oil, I think is great for face, taking off makeup. Oh, here's another really good makeup tip. So we all have makeup brushes. It is appalling to me. I obviously clean mine after every client I have. So they're like sparkling, but people don't clean their makeup brushes. They're like, they need to be cleaned once a week, get makeup wipes to wipe them off. And then every week with shampoo and conditioner, clean them. If you, you know, if not, that's a lot of reason for acne. As a makeup artist, I'm sure it drives you crazy. It drives me crazy. I'm like, people are like, oh, I've never watched, washed my beauty blender. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like, that's. I, I, I'm like, you're the most, it's so disgusting. It's gross. It's so gross. Those blue beauty blenders actually aren't even good. They're saying they're not even good to use anymore. Cause they just have, they're like a bacteria. It's like, imagine using a sponge in your kitchen that you never clean. You just keep, ugh, that's so disgusting. I, I I'm not a big fan of the beauty blender. Actually. I use makeup brushes. So cleaning your makeup brushes is super important. I also, to get the true pigment from the colors, have one color that's designated for the light color. Don't keep, because you're never going to, if you like use like a creamy, like a white on, on your eyelid, under your brows, just use it for that color. And then I have some that I use for blending that are the darker ones, but it's really important to keep your, don't mix your worlds with the brushes, keep your colors kind of separate and, and wiping them off once a week, you're going to get a much better look from them. Yeah. And mascara lasts three months. Got to get rid of that after three months. It is not a wine and getting better with time. The mascara thing is, I I think anything I looked the other day, I very rarely wear a lot of like lipsticks. So I seem to like accumulate it and I, but I just won't wear it. I just like, I have it. And the other day I'm looking at one. I'm like, I've been through three moves and I still have this lipstick. I haven't worn it, but like, it's, it's gotta go. It's just like, I can't even, I can't even begin to imagine how old it probably is. What's your sign? What's your verse sign? I am a Pisces. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm usually like, I recently just went through and like got rid of all of my toxic 
makeup and I mean I know that's a little bit of controversial but for me I was like you know if I've had it for a long time if I can't remember when I bought it yeah that's a good it's going up. away yeah it's going away it's going it's, up the makeup heaven it's going in the garbage and I would love to know like I would love to transition to you have this line pretty girl makeup why did you decide to come up with a makeup line like what is in it? I know it's, it's clean, it's organic, it's vegan, it's cruelty free. What made you decide that you needed to have this line out there? So as a mom and driving around all day in the car, drinking my water, I could not find a lip gloss that would stay on. It was a constant battle between the lip gloss and the water. It was just like, and I just thought, my God, there's got to be a a lip gloss out there that's not long lasting, that's deep, you know, that dries your lips out and matte. So I thought, oh, this is why when ignorance is bliss, I thought, ah, I'll hire a beauty chemist and I'll make my own and I'll be in Sephora in five minutes. So it, I worked with a beauty chemist and it took over a year to formulate. Uh, it was, it was an interesting process. I, you start and you have a meeting with them and tell them like what your goals are, what you want. And then they come up with a formulation for the texture and you go back and forth. And so that's why I tried it out on my friends and family to test it. And then you figure out what colors you want. And since at the time I'm, I was self-funded, uh, I didn't have a ton of money to make all these colors. So I made seven and then I wanted them to look good on everybody. So I would try them out on all my friends and family, make notes, changes, send it back to the chemist. So it took so long, but then that's what I tell my kids now, figure out what you love doing so much that you don't mind not getting paid. Because at the beginning, when you start a business, especially a beauty line, you're not going to get paid. You're going to be spending a ton of money and you don't know if it's going to work. And you don't know, like in PR, you don't know what works, what doesn't work. So you really do have to enjoy the process because otherwise it's seven days a week. It's not, oh, I, I started a business and it's Monday through Friday and I get off work at four and I start at 10. It, it, no, it's 24 seven, like everything. It's, it, it's all that. So, but I, I love it. And so it took a long time to get, to get it to where it needed to be. And I obviously had bumps in the road after my son passed and then Ken passed, but I've, Right now I have a new partner. Well, he's not new. It's like two years and we are getting investors and we are expanding our line and creating a new one. So, um, and he's from Nova Scotia, actually, my, uh, my investor. Really? Oh, that's so exciting. I feel like even though it's, it's, there's like a lot of people here, everybody seems to know everybody, like literally for real yeah. it is cra- I met somebody we were at a restaurant the other day and I was talking just about different places we've lived and he happened to have lived in uh, Lake Louise at one point oh and- my god my have family in Lake Louise a serious oh my yeah. this is such a small world eh and he worked with a girlfriend of mine who I did my yoga teacher training with back in Ontario. And I was just like, this is just it's wild. so cool. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it interesting how we're all connected in some way? It's I so fascinating. It. And I don't believe in coincidences. And I know you don't either. There's no coincidences. It's mm-hmm. like what the universe is putting out there for you. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. But I, I love that you're doing lip gloss is hard because it's like you're saying you some of it goes on. There's what was the, there was like one when I was in like elementary school and it was like the smackers, I oh, think. Oh, lip smacker. Oh, and those. it was like 
the stickiest thing and like gobs would just come off if you were eating or on the flip side, you know, some lipsticks are so drying. You put them on and I took one back the other day because I went to put it on and I was like, like instantly just cake and it didn't glide right. And I was like, who creates this? Like who is going to wear this? I'm hoping it was just a bad batch and somebody actually not like, this is amazing. Let's sell it. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's very hard to compete with the Kylie Jenner's of the world. Um, but I am a, you know, I'm a working makeup artist. I still have agents and I still go out and do shoots and I like having that creative side, but I also like having my business. It's, it's kind of like some, like today I don't have a shoot, obviously I'm in my office, but you know, when I'm not on a shoot, then I'm in my office working or doing interviews. And so it's, it's a great balance for me because I'm kind of a gypsy in that respect. I, I work out of my home unless I'm on set. I go, I'm on planes, trains, and automobiles going different places and working. And it's never the same. And I like that. I, my sister is an incredibly successful executive at Costco and she thinks I'm insane. Like she cannot fathom how I have this business and she doesn't like, sometimes I make money. Sometimes I don't, I'm, you know, I, you know, I go somewhere different. I don't know when I'm going to work next. Like right now, I, I think Tyler's going to start another TV show in a few weeks or, you know, I sent my agent a note today, like, Hey, hello, do we have anything coming on? Like, it's been a little quiet here. So you don't know as a makeup artist. And, you know, a lot of people think, Oh, I want to be a makeup artist. You may want, you think you want to do what I do, but the reality is you wake up super early. You can be gone for long periods of time. You're on your feet. It's very stressful. And then you don't know when you're going to work again. It's kind of like an actor. You, you're like, Oh God, what am I working? What am I working? It's, it's stressful. And then you work and you're like, Oh, thank God. Okay, good. Phew. But it's, it, it may not be for everyone. You may, then there might be different ways you want to be a makeup artist. Maybe you want to be a makeup artist in, in a department store. Doing what I do is it's kind of, risky. It's right. I mean, you just don't know. It, it probably would help if you had a husband or a partner that had a normal job and that your thing was different, but some people want to have the consistency of doing weddings or working a salon. I don't, I don't want to have to go anywhere. I don't like that feeling. I would love if you could leave the audience before I leave or before I signal this off with one makeup tip Or it could even be like a skincare tip or a beauty trick, let's say, that has brought you incredible value and you were like, oh my God, this trick is life-changing. I think everybody should do this one thing, whether it's, you know, add like an oil to a concealer or put a shadow above the Cupid bow to make it look pretty, like anything at all. Look at you with your tips. (laughs) I I love beauty. (laughs) Well, I think... um moisturizer is super important, especially under the eyes. I would not use powder under the eyes. I, when I do the concealer, I do it layered. So I use like three different concealers. I use a heavier one and then I kind of layer it and I'll do it. Like I'll start it and then I'll put on some sunscreen and then I'll put some more on. Filling in the brows is super important. Not having a, oh, here's a big one for people that are uh, light skinned and blonde. Do not use liquid black liner. It looks terrible. It's too harsh. It's awful. Um, use the, have, if you're light skinned, use a brown or use a plum or a gray, something softer. You can also 
use, let's say you put a liner on the top and the bottom, you want it to be thin close into the lashes and you can put on, um, on top of that, put on an eyeshadow and that will give it a softer look, but it'll give longevity. Uh, again, mascara only lasts three months. I am not a big fan of all of this contouring and these disgusting fake lashes. I think they look like animals on your eyes. If you, 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 if you're on a shoot, there's no way that you're doing all this severe, severe. You, you want to, I think my look with makeup, and if you go to christinaflack.com and you can look at my portfolio, you're going to just see pretty healthy skin and big bright eyes. And that's my look. I don't want to ever look, I mean, obviously there's some high fashion that I do that's very extreme with colors, but most of the time I don't want to look at you and go, oh, hmm, orange, blue, green, yellow, and purple. I don't want to do that when I see a face. I just want to see a pretty face. And I think if you, uh, foundation, a good trick when you're trying to get your foundation to match it, it should disappear. It shouldn't be lighter or darker than what your skin is. It should just look like it's not there. And if you do that, that'll look a lot better. With your brows, go to someone. I My daughters from a very young age, I set up accounts at the salon where they could get their brows done anytime they wanted. They were forbidden to pluck their own brows because they don't come back, unfortunately. So I should send you some pictures of back in the day when I have, as you can tell, rather thicker eyebrows. You have nice, you have lovely brows. I hated them. So I was that pencil. Oh God. It is. I mean, I, I have filled them in. You are lucky they grew back girl. They filled in because if I take this off, you're like, you can kind of tell that like, they just, they just did not grow back. The they way don't that grow they, back. No, they don't grow back. Worst. And um, I love face oils too. I think they're really important. Please take your makeup off and your mascara off every day. It yeah. is doing nothing good to your skin and your lashes. You want them to grow. Um, the supplements absolutely help your skin and your hair to be healthy. I feel like we're going to need a part two of this because <laughs> I also love face oils and everything you're saying. I'm like, I feel like she would love to be in my bathroom and take a look at my stuff. Oh right my gosh. She'd be so proud. So much. I would be so proud. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, you're from my tribe. Yeah. Uh, is there a book podcast or resource that has brought you incredible value? It does not have to be related to beauty at all, but just anything that you were like a page turner, or I can't stop listening to this podcast that you want to leave with the audience. There's a great book that I read after Ken died called We Plan and God Laughs. I planned, I had perfect husband. My career was amazing. My kids are great. My ex-husband was great. Everything's great. And then it wasn't. So it kind of taught, and you don't have to have lost someone. Um, And it's so funny. People look at me and go, oh, that happened to her. Like, it's not going to happen to you. It please, trust me you're going to lose somebody at some point in your life. So it's good to be somewhat prepared. Life's going to come in waves. And this book kind of teaches you how to ride the waves and not everything always worrying is the biggest waste of time because it's telling the universe you want something bad to happen. So focus on what you want, not what you don't want. I love it. Yeah. Christina, this has been an incredible conversation. If people want to connect with you online, or maybe they're in the California area and they want to check out your line, where can everybody go and find you? 
go to prettygirlmakeup.com. We are offering a 25% discount to your listeners with the discount code Pretty Girl. Oh, I love it. Uh, yes. And we, and ChristinaFlack.com for my portfolio. To learn more about sepsis, you can go to sepsis.org. We are on Instagram, Christina Flack Makeup, and Pretty Girl Makeup is P R E T T Y G I R L M K U P. Um, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the places, all the places you can find us. I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Flew by. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review from the bottom of my heart. I am so grateful that you are here until next time.